0: What is going on guys, DK. Back at just another video here to win the four-game NBA main site on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings, and I also make videos for NBA Top Shot. If you're unable to watch these videos, I also I'll put on Apple Podcast Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you could, take a minute or two out of your day, leave a five-star rating and review. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated because every single five-star, every single rating review just boosts me up in the podcast rankings. If you are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com an esports package that includes Call of Duty and CS:GO as well as an NBA package. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, so the idea is they will post players and uh, their you know fantasy scores or fantasy projections, and you can either take the over or the under on them. So you know, for example, Joel Embiid is projected for 52 fantasy points tomorrow. Now that seems a little low to me, right? Because Uh, they've been easing him, you know, easing on his minutes at at the end of the regular season, taking it easy on him, but this is the playoffs. He's going to play, you know, 35 plus minutes. So as long as the game stays competitive, I have... I don't know how he doesn't go over that. So I, I like the, the over there and Embiid. Also like the over on Chris Paul. I think he plays more even though it's a bad matchup. Uh, 37 feels a little bit low. So those are the two I like personally like the over on. And they are running a specialty deal for today and today only where it's a 100% match up to $250. So if you guys want to sign up, use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. Again, today and t- today only, if you deposit $250, you'll get $250 free to play with. So big, big uh, promo, make sure to take advantage of it if you are not signed up yet. And uh, finally, just gotta thank you guys for the continued support. Uh, again, live streams, we've been getting 300 average viewers every single live stream, did a short one. You know, today it was early one, obviously because the, you know, the, the, the game started early. And we we hit close to three hundred viewers again, so um, yeah, your, your guys' support is is greatly greatly appreciated. And if you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when i live. I will be doing YouTube Live tomorrow, actually a little bit earlier, right? So it's twelve o'clock lock central. So I'll be live at eleven a.m. central to break it all down, answer any of your guys' questions. So make sure to check it out. All right, so before we talk about players and the prices for this four game slate. We can lock back the lineup here from uh Saturday slate. <sighs> Foul trouble for Kemba Walker. Three fouls in nine minutes in the first half. 19 fancy points total for Kemba Walker against the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, so I didn't... The only game I watched, I watched the first half of the Miami-Milwaukee game. That was it. Can someone explain to me how that Boston-Brooklyn game scored under 200 points total? Like was everyone just throwing a bunch of bricks i mean i know kemba was and i also know tatum was he shot like six of 22 or something how like that is such an outlier game that that game goes like 30 plus points under the total uh 104 93 i saw it i was like what on earth again i didn't watch the game so you guys got to tell me how did that happen um, i was about eight seven seven points away for, from the money line here if kumba just has a normal game it's a really good night for me but of course he gets early foul trouble and finishes below 20 fancy points <laughs> i mean well the last eight games 45 45 39 46 48 32. 54, 48, 19. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I got to tilt about because that, that just busted my lineup. Everything else was, was solid. So, uh, Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler were my two favorite Miami Heat players. Uh, now, got a little bit unlucky with Jimmy Butler. I, I know it went to overtime, but he shot awful. <laughs> what did he finish shooting? I, at one point, he was 3 of 17. He finished uh, 4 of 22, and he still went for 47 fancy points. So, just a, he shot 4 of 22 and went for 47. Imagine if he just has a decent shooting game, he's going for 60-plus easily. So, uh, yeah. I will Again, I'll play Jimmy in that spot at, what was he, 8.4K every single time. He's still a good game, but it could have been a massive, massive game if he just has a decent shooting game. Uh, The rest of my lap, so the last two pieces in for me were Camposo and Aaron Gordon. I didn't feel amazing about either. Obviously, we had Montemore to the bench, and Aaron Gordon just not been great. They're both fine. 25 for 30 for Gordon. Uh, I used Klaxon for value, and now he didn't play as much as I expected. I was a little bit tilted about that. He only played 11 minutes. He played well in that time, but they actually, surprisingly, they did go Jeff Green at the five because Blake Griffin didn't play, or again, I didn't watch this game, but I saw they had it had to have been uh jeff green at the five right because looking at the minutes blake griffin uh played 20 and klaxon only put 11 so jeff green played a decent amount of minutes at the five i wasn't expecting that against a big front court like thompson and robert williams we talk- did you see robert williams had nine blocks in like 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> what like what is that how is that possible um but, yeah, so, like, Klaxon, I was a little bit surprised. I did not think that would happen because Boston played with the traditional center. But, hey, the Nets did. They went small. So, you know, obviously we're not going to be able to get to Klaxon uh, on the next slate. And then, yeah, Kawhi Leonard, you guys knew it was going there. Like, I hinted that, that was, he was way underpriced. Then he used Yusuf Nurkic, too. I thought he was a little bit too cheap for a guy that's going to play a little bit more. We know he's was a good point for a guy He went for 42 fancy points. All in all, it's just Kemba, right? Kemba just has a normal game. I'm probably 3Xing at least. Uh, but, you know. Just decides to get in foul trouble and go for under 20 fantasy points. So that's it for luck back, guys. Obviously I had to tilt about Kemba. I know probably a lot of you guys played Kemba too. And he was a good player, right? He was 30% of the higher dollar stuff. I thought he'd be a little bit more popular than that. Uh just really unfortunate uh foul trouble plus his absolute floor game. Uh, but it is what it is. Again, that's, you know, variants like that, can, bad variants like that can happen in NBA. So, all right, let's talk about this four-game slate. We have Wizards and 76ers at 228.5 over under. The 76ers are 7.5-point favorites. A little bit of blood risk there. Lakers and Suns at 213 over under. Suns, 3-point favorites. Hawks and Knicks at 215 over under. The Knicks, 1.5-point favorites. And the late-night hammer here, Grizzlies, Jazz, 216 over under. The Jazz are 8.5-point favorites. All right, so let's start off with Washington. And at the top, Russell Westbrook at twelve point one k. It's a tough matchup, and it's just with the playoff slates, there's not there's not as much value, right? It's it's a lot harder to build a stars and scrubs slate. So, I don't think Westbrook is completely out of play just because he's Russell Westbrook and he can go for eighty any game. I just have a hard time prioritizing him on, on this four game slate with not a ton of value. Brad Beal's the guy I would rather get to for the price at 8.7k. He should play 35ish minutes, even though it's a bad matchup. I do prefer much prefer Beal to Westbrook. Now, obviously, with Beal, there's some risk, right? He's dealing with a hamstring injury, um, but you know I think he's going to play 35 plus minutes here. The rest of the uh, the Wizards, I don't have a ton of interest in. Like Rui's at 5 two, doesn't really stand out ish off the bench. Right, He's now at almost 5K. That doesn't really stand out. Be careful with Gafford here. That's all I'm saying, guys. Trust me. I'm a big Daniel Gafford fan, but be careful. Five blocks and one steal, and a double-double. That was against the Pacers. This is against Joel Embiid. So I am not going to go to Daniel Gafford. He is the the center of the Wizards that has the most upside, but I'm just really worried about foul trouble uh, against a guy, Joel Embiid. So... Eww. Right, Gafford is not out of play, but I feel like he might be a little bit over owned on this slate. Rolling that till 4 1 after the terrible game against Boston, he bounced back and played 26 minutes. Actually, played decent, sure, for value. Right, I guess he's playable. Uh, per chance, oh, oh, it's just he'll play probably about 20 minutes. He's got to hit his threes, so the pretty low floor. I don't love it. Lennon Lopez, we know they'll mix into the center rotation. Lennon will start, probably play about 12 minutes. Uh, Lopez, I think, is actually their best option to defend Embiid. Uh, he's at 3-6, so, like, maybe he's my favorite Wizard center, I guess. But it just, ugh, I don't really want to deal with this in this four-game slate. So, let's move on to the 76ers. 76ers are a team I really like here. Joel Embiid at below 10K against this team. I absolutely love him. I think the only way he fails here is blowout. Blowout or foul trouble, that's it. He's going to play 35-plus minutes in a close game. I really like Embiid there at the top. And surprisingly, I have some interest in Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. These are two guys that have really taken a step back offensively. Uh, but this this is the Wizards. And again, they probably play a little bit more than normal. So Ben Simmons is 7-1 and Tobias Harris is 7K. I actually like as well. Uh, the 76ers team is probably my favorite team to target on the slate. Uh, by no surprise, right? They're, they're going up against the Washington Wizards. Uh, as far as value goes, like Seth Curry's at 5K, I don't really want to pay 5K for him. We know Dwight will play the backup five, but not enough for me to get excited there. Maxi has been playing well, and he had a really big game when they rest of a lot of guys. But like in the regular rotation, does he play enough for me to get there? Probably not. I'll take a wait and see approach here. Uh, don't think I'm going to end. Oh, well, I guess Danny Green. I hate playing this guy, but he should in a close game play about 30 minutes. There's not a ton of value. So actually, I actually get playing him right because. Um, the minutes should be about 30. He's somewhat light in the scoring. But, again, it's a matchup plus the fact there's not a ton of value in the slate. That, for that reason, I think Danny Green is in play. All right, Lakers and Suns. So this Lakers team, to me, to just interesting to see how they play it, right? Because you saw their best lineup is AD at the 5. And they have three other centers. So are they going to go back to playing more of, like, Drummond and Gasol and Harrell? Or are they going to play more with AD at the 5? And the reason I say it is because, like, AD at the 5 gets a massive boost as opposed to 80 at the four um so i guess we'll start lebron james at 10.2k he played 35 minutes against golden state he looked pretty good he went for, for a triple double um i'm expecting similar run for lebron so if you can get to lebron james i think he's a pretty safe option um again the only thing we have to worry about there is the ankle and plus the match was not necessarily the best but again if you have the salary for lebron i'm not going to talk you off him no ad again it just depends how the lakers going to play this right um, if they play him a lot at the 5, I think he could have a really big game. If they go back to the traditional center and eighty at the 4, then he's not going to look as good. So I'm not sure what the Lakers are going to do here. Drummond, uh, it's just, right, could play 15 minutes and get you 10 fancy points. Could play 30 minutes and get you 40 fancy points. Fine for tournaments. Again, though, the range of outcomes, even with Mets now, are so wide for him. Schroeder and Kuzma in the mid-range. I think I'd prefer Schroeder. I think he plays more. Even though he had an awful shooting game, he's still in for 26 fantasy points. I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. Um other value plays, KCP and Crusoe are both fine. Again, these are two guys that should be uh, in the closing lineup. KCP probably plays about 30 minutes. Again, though, like has to hit his threes. Crusoe played really well off the bench. Um, he's a guy that you know can do a little bit of it all. Um, and is a solid defender. So both those guys are fair values. Neither like really stand out. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from the, the backup centers. I just don't know what the Lakers are going to do here this rotation. So I'm just going to stay away. Moving on to the Phoenix Suns. So the price points in the Suns, they feel a little bit too cheap. The Suns, like for the whole regular season, has been a team I've been staying away from. And sure, this matchup's not the best, but the price points here, right? So we'll start with Devin Booker at 8K. Maybe not a cash game play. Uh, because he still has a somewhat low floor uh, because he's not doing as much as the, of the perif- as many of the peripheral stats as Chris Paul is. But I think Booker is still a good tournament play. Uh, Chris Paul seven five. This just really stands out. Like I know they've been taking it easy on his minutes in the regular season, like thirty two to thirty four. My guess is his minutes go up here. Um, I think he probably plays 35 plus and the 7.5 K price, even though it's a bad matchup, I just think that is too cheap. So I really like Chris Paul. I think one of the safest plays on the board there at that price. And I think Deandre eight at six, two looks pretty interesting. Uh, he should play over 30 minutes. Again, I know it's the Lakers, but six, two is kind of tempting me with that price. So You know, the big three, I think all look pretty decent. Mikel Bridges, more of a secondary option. payne has been playing well off the bench, but I don't want to pay 4-7 for him. Now, Jay Crowder at 4-1, I actually think is okay. Because they're going to need his defense. He's probably going to be a guy that's going to be guarding LeBron a decent amount. Um, So, 4.1K for a guy that probably plays, I would say, close to 30 minutes. I actually do kind of like Jay Crowder here for value. Off the bench, I'm probably not going to get to anyone like Johnson, Sarich, Kaminsky. Uh, I think I'll pass. Let's move on to Atlanta and New York. So, on the Atlanta side, even though this is a bad matchup, there's a couple guys that I'm intrigued by. So, Trey Young, the price at 8.5, that's that's what makes him a player, right? If he was like 9.6, I would be like, nah, I don't want to play Trey Young. 8.5, all right, that's tempting me. For a guy that's going to play, you know, 35 to 40 minutes, even though it's a bad matchup, I am very intrigued by Trey Young here for tournaments. I like him a good amount there. Kind of the same with Capella. I don't know if I get to him in a cash game setting, but um he's a guy that probably plays 30, 35 minutes. And we know is a good point for a guy and can have can have some big games. So I'm intrigued by him for tournaments. And I do like Bogdan as well. 7K, right, for a guy that's gonna play 35 to 40 minutes. He's gonna get a ton of shot jumps up. He's been really consistent. Like, look at these box scores. His lowest score here in the last like 10 games is like 34. So again, I, I know, trust me, I know this matchup's not great, but. I think uh, young young and Biden, especially, I like a good amount here at their respective prices. John Collins at 64. Uh, we probably get about 30 minutes from him. Also feels a little bit underpriced. So again, the, the main guys here for Atlanta, I think are all viable. Gallinari off the bench at 48. I think we get somewhere around 20 to 25 minutes. He's somewhat reliant on the scoring. Uh, fair value, not something that really stands out. I'm not gonna really get to herder Hunter. I'll probably stay away from the rest of this uh, Atlanta team, but yeah, Trey Young, Bada Madonovich, I think the two guys I like the best here. I think uh, they both look good for tournaments. I'm moving on to the Knicks. I really like Julius Randle at 9.2k. One of my favorite plays in the slate. One of, you know an optimal play for sure. Um, he's a guy that you know can the minutes go up for him? Probably not. He was already playing like 40 minutes. So like what does he play 48 instead of 43? I guess he can just play the whole game uh, because it's Thibodeau. But, yeah, the matchup's way better on this side of the ball. I absolutely love Julius Randle here at 9.2K. That is just way, way too cheap. RJ Barrett, a guy I don't like playing. But, hey, 6'4", like, that's tempting me with that price. It is. So, I think RJ Barrett's a pretty decent play in the midrange. I think Derrick Rose is a good tournament play off the bench. The issue I have with D. Rose is Burks off the bench, too. And Burks has been a high-usage guy, kind of taken away from Derrick Rose. So um, I might prefer Burks actually to D Rose. Uh, Burks is cheaper, and both players again are going to be like kind of high usage guys off the bench. So um, actually prefer Burks to D Rose. Uh, I think Burks is a pretty solid value play. Reggie Bullock, we know what he is. I don't like playing this guy, but he's going to play close to forty minutes. He's pretty reliant on the scoring. Um, so yeah, playable. And then I, I I was looking into. I don't think Mitchell Robinson's going to be back for for this series. So assuming he's still out, uh, Nirols Noel four point one K. I think this is a really good value play. Like, he's probably going to play about 30 minutes. And we know the Atlanta frontcourt's big. I do kind of like Noel for value. So, there actually is a good amount of like here for the New York Knicks. Finally, Memphis and Utah. So, we'll start with John Morant, who had the absolutely massive game their last game. Again, the reason he partly, or main reason why he he had that big game was the early foul trouble of Jonas Valanciunas. So, um, with that being said, in the tough matchup here, I'll probably stay away from Ja. Now, the guy that I, I would still go back to the wall on, maybe not for cash games, because right? this is like one of the worst matchups against Rudy Gobert, but I still think you can take, the, take a risk on Jonas Valanciunas for tournaments just because he's such a good point-per-minute guy, and as long as there's no foul trouble, he's going to play 35-plus minutes. So, um, I actually don't mind taking a shot on Jonas Valanciunas for GPPs. Dylan Brooks, too. Like, he's going to play close to 40 minutes. He's getting a ton of shot attempts up. He had a bad shooting game last game, so he only went for 24 again. He does have a somewhat low floor if he's not hitting his shots, but... Um, I think he's still intriguing in the mid range. Slow mo 5'8, kind of just a fair play. Uh, again, he played 39 minutes in a do or die game. Or again, that was overtime, though. So I guess only like 33. Triple J got in foul trouble and then didn't come back in. um That will lower the ownership. The price would come down a little bit. If you're confident he goes back to 30 plus minutes, then I think he's a good tournament play. Uh, but, again, you always have the risk of the foul trouble. It's not a good sign that, you know, late in the game, they actually went to Tillman over him. Desmond Bain at 4-4, you know, probably plays about 20, 25 minutes on the bench. Doesn't really stand out there. And Tillman had a really big game. Be careful here, though. We had JV and Triple J foul trouble. So, feels like chasing a little bit with a guy like Tillman. also, Grayson Allen got more minutes because of the foul trouble of Jonas Valanciunas. Ugh, right? Ugh. So I don't really feel good about the bench guys here from Memphis. Finally, the Utah Jazz. So it really just depends on how many minutes does Mitchell play. Is he full go? If he's full go and plays 35 to 40 minutes, then I think Mitchell looks pretty good here at 8-8. If they're going to limit him, Then a guy I look to is probably Mike Conley at 6'7", who revenge him here too. Should play about 30 to 35 minutes. He's been a good point-provider guy. He has. So Conley would be a guy I would look to. I think he's a safe play either way. But if they're going to limit Mitchell, then I like Conley even more. Clarkson feels a little bit too pricey with Mitchell back. Rudy Gobert is fine too. A guy I don't really like playing, but he should play 30, 35 minutes. Um, They're going to need his defense out there against Jonas Valanciunas. So that seems a little bit too cheap for Gobert. The other guys, like Boyan, Ingles, kind of priced up from a Mitchell's out. So I, I think I'm going to stay away from the rest of the Utah Jazz. And that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you a like button on the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos. You know when I'm live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream about 10 hours from now. So you'll see me again very, very soon. Tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central. Be sure to check it out, guys. Thanks again. Have a good night. And I'll see you all tomorrow morning in the live stream.